Blog Talk Radio. Priestess and the Cauldron, a podcast featuring Elvira Love and Phoenix LaFay, two out-of-the-room closet professional witches with over 70 years combined experience of making magic. This is a show on the LMC Radio Network. During each show, Elvira and Phoenix will help you create rituals, make spells, make potions, and much more besides. They'll spend time speaking about different goddesses from all over the world, paying attention to the ancient reverence of long-ago cultures and infusing it with a modern perspective. Elvira, Phoenix, take it away. There we go. It's Friday. And we are on. Yeah, it's Friday and we're taking it away. Somewhere. That's right. Yeah. So, and here we are. We're close to Thanksgiving and, you know, all of the things. Yes. Not necessarily the pagan tradition. I think it's more of a um, country tradition. It's more the United States' tradition. And I think that's... Yeah, secular or whatever. Yeah, it's that. But it still means that we get to have a turkey and we are whatever we choose to have and feast and hopefully be with good friends and family or family and whatever, hopefully. <laughs> it's yeah. kind of one of those things. Some people don't have the kind of family that you go to. It's more like you create your own. But So it's part of our our topic for tonight anyway. But what was your week like, my dear? Uh, my week's been, well, you know, we're still in the gearing up for holiday rush that, you know, retail businesses go through. So I'm still pretty busy dealing with all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff, which is, you know, fun and exhausting. And uh, I am a, I am on an extended deadline for a book that is taking longer than it should. Uh, and then last night we we had our last workshop of the year at the shop. I do these goddess gatherings, which I've talked about millions of times, it feels like, on the show. But uh, I used to do them monthly, and now I'm, I got a little bit burnt out. So I do them less frequently. But basically, mm-hmm. you know, we do a – a little class, a little lecture about a specific goddess and where she's from in the world and a little bit of information on on culture. And then um, 
we do a little ritual. So last night we worked with Persephone, and it was pretty. It was great. It was a it was a good sized group. It was very full. Um, you know, Persephone's been showing up for me, and I don't really know why. So I thought I would do this. Like I kind of decided to do this workshop last minute to see like why Persephone's showing up. What's going on? What what's what's there for me, or what should I be exploring? And um, so, you know, we do a ritual, and part of the ritual is I lead people on a trance, a guided meditation, if you will, mm-hmm. to meet her. Um, and then when we return on from this journey, I give people an opportunity to share, because sometimes sharing your experience solidifies it in your body or mm-hmm. in your memory, or sometimes you experience something really odd or interesting or that you want to be witnessed in, right? So as we're mm-hmm. doing this check-in process and people are sharing, there is a wooden stool in the shop, and it's, uh, it's the floors in the shop are cement, and the stool moved across the cement floor. Like we heard it get dragged across the floor, and everyone looked, <laughs> and no one was over there. And one of the staff that works at, at Milk and Honey came to the workshop last night, and she was like, that stool just moved by itself. And I was like, okay, well, she's the queen of the underworld, so, you know, blah, blah, blah. So then we finished the ritual, and, and people are, are chatting and hanging out, and finally everyone goes. And then I have to clean up the shop, right? I have to move things back, and I have dishes to wash, and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And I usually put on pop music because I like pop music and I dance around mm-hmm. and it makes it seem like not such a chore to clean and as mm-hmm. I'm doing that I hear barking like big scary dog barking and I'm like oh shit uh, is someone outside you know and the whole front of the shop is glass I see no one outside I go to look to think thinking maybe there's a, a dog loose there's no dog and it's, it's 10 o'clock at night there's no dog <laughs> out there and I'm like I'm, th- I'm thinking to myself does this song have barking in it? <laughs> so I, I'm listening to the song really closely to see if there's like, like barking looped into it for some. No, no, there's nothing in it. So I'm like, okay. So I did a little bit of work to send any spirits that may have decided to hang out. I made sure they were returned. I made sure any portals were closed. Blah blah blah. Then I go in the bathroom and I'm washing the dishes because our only sink is in the bathroom. So I'm washing the dishes and something else, I'm not sure what it is. I I wasn't able to figure it out, but something else either fell or slid across the floor, but I heard a scraping noise, like a, like, like the stool being dragged across the floor, but there's no way I could have heard it from where I was, where the stool lived. So something was either the spirit of milk and honey was, was like, Hey, that was a great class. Cause sometimes that happens. Milk and honey has her own spirit for sure. Maybe it was Persephone, maybe something from the underworld hung out, but we didn't actually go to the underworld. So I I don't really think that's likely, like there's no ghost because we didn't go to the underworld, right? So, uh, but it was, I was like, okay, I'm a little bit freaked out. (laughs) And uh, I did a little bit more like banishing stuff just to make sure before I left and it and it did feel good when I left. I felt fine. It didn't I didn't feel creeped out anymore. Uh but it was weird. It was just too many weird little things and the barking dog like I two of my girlfriends, my really close girlfriends came last night and 
so we were all chatting and being silly last night after the class and you know there's some pretty big things going on in one of our lives and uh so this morning I was like holy shit let me tell you everything that happened after everybody left last night and one of my friends was like well what does dogs have to do with Persephone like that's not a big deal and I was like dude Cerberus is Hades dog it's the giant dog with three heads it's the guardian of the underworld and she was like oh damn (laughs) 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 so we definitely worked some energy last night but it left me a little creeped out which doesn't happen to me very often so it's kind of fun (laughs) yeah well that sounds really interesting and I think that, you know, somebody said, and now, again, I'm kind of confused whether Mercury went direct on the 20th or it went direct the 22nd, which would have been today. Um, yeah. In any case, we're still within that, that Mercury retrograde point of reference. So yeah. who knows what, you know, energy helped this along, but there you go. It sounds like it was definitely connected with and, um probably in a very positive way from, you know, nothing it seems amiss. It seems like you just were given right. like the, yeah, you're right. You're, we're talking to you kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. yeah. So yeah, that's my, that's my big event for the week. I think I doubt, I doubt much is going to top that for me. <laughs> never say never. <laughs> and I know yeah. that was a oh, yeah, I know, James right? Bond but that's okay. It's um, we can always just put it out there. Is that this was the greatest pie? This is it. This is my highlight. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, that sounds exciting, and I know that you uh, had a lot of work you had to make up from when, of course, the the store was closed because of the evacuation. Yeah. But I think you know, yeah, still kind of hanging on there a little bit yes there was a lot of I I mean I love to teach I really do love to teach it's uh, and talking about goddesses is my favorite thing to do so it's not a hardship to do these workshops but I am an Mm -hmm. introvert I really am so so doing a full day of readings pretty much back to back and then leading a workshop for 21 people it, it took it zapped all of my energy I just extroverted hardcore yesterday and it was a lot <laughs> mhm. Well, yeah. it seems like she gave you a good a good closure on that process, so you kind of got your reward on having to work so hard out in the real world with what you did. Cause I know yeah. It's it's almost like you have to get into the fair mentality of back to back to back to back, or when we do Project Grad Night, the same kind of you know pace, but. Um, it does require you to shut down at a certain point and say, okay, we're done. Thank you. <laughs> so, and today I hope you rested, at least tried to. A little bit. A little bit. <laughs> well, not as much as I would like, yeah. But, you know, yeah. whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so how was your week? Well, it's been, um, it's actually been kind of interesting. It's It, it hit a high point on the beginning of the week, Monday, Tuesday, and then started to get real slow. So even client-based, it was real slow. And Mm -hmm. I don't know if it was the 
combination of you know the shutdown of the electricity and the and the, the things or I don't know it was it was kind of like off and uh, I was mentioning to you before the show I'm kind of you know I've been off today it was like um, trying to get things done but not things not really gelling and so trying a new thing to do instead sort of taking a new route to something rather than hammering away at the old one and um, I think the high point of my day and actually the the way things have run was talking to a very dear friend of mine and we had lunch and uh, reminisced. I actually reminisced about my family and found out, you know, I know my family is very strange. I mean, they have <laughs> been there. Most of them have passed away, actually. Um, mm. And he was telling me about his and I'm like going, you know, you always know how doesn't matter. Yours is strange. Somebody else's is strange. Um, it's all personal to you, but we all have these strange family dynamics, and sometimes we have normal dynamics. But that, you know, in terms of normal, I think we put too much emphasis on that, and it's too much emphasized down in the world of perfect normal, whatever. So. Um, it was just nice to hear him talk about his family after my talking about mine, and I'm like, well, okay, I, I kind of feel right along with the, the strange family group here. So, you know, and it's a time of, of, I don't know if the word's remembering as much as it is, because, you know, the one thing my husband used to say about Thanksgiving is it's the one time you spend with family. It's not about gifts or Anything else is just mm-hmm. about gathering with family, and that family doesn't have to be always the biological one, the community or whatever it may be that is is family. And I guess that's probably why the conversation went that way. Other than that, you know, I'm kind of like in that zone, and I think that, you know, tonight's uh, topic of gratitude is really going to be very profound in even what I hear from our dialogue that we do uh, just to show Mm -hmm. that what we've been experiencing and I guess people are having to deal with that here um, is that you know gratitude for what we have and even if we lost things um there's things that we have gratitude for, whether it's the people that helped us through the process or the fact that we didn't, you know, succumb to the devastation. Um, and it just, you know, kind of puts us in perspective as to what is really the the, the place of importance because I think most of us have not lived through wars. And that was right. something my friend was talking about because he did. He lived through World War well, he was young, but it was still, mm-hmm. you know, at the end of World War Two and he was, you know, in Europe and it was part of the areas that were major conflict. And um there's a different point of reference and we have as a culture recently we haven't lived through on the on the ground war, and yet I think nature is giving us a taste of it in its own way. Yeah. With the elements. Yeah. But anyway, those are my musings for the moment. Um, 
it'll <laughs> shift. I'm sure by tomorrow or the next day, it's uh, you know something is different and new all the time. So with that said, let's kind of jump into gratitude and what yeah. we, why we chose this topic. Um, yeah. Why did we choose this topic? <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, I think part of it is because Thanksgiving is so close, right? And mm-hmm. there's there's a lot of complicated, well, family dynamics aside, right? The family dynamics are always complicated, and the current political climate can make some people's family gatherings downright unpleasant. But there is also the mm-hmm. origins of Thanksgiving that is also complicated, you know? And, mm-hmm. um uh, and especially because I am friends with so many political activists and, um, you know, pretty hardcore, like, anarchist-type folks, I've been seeing a lot of chat on the social media today about, um, I think someone's been calling it thanks-taking instead of Thanksgiving. And I fully get uh-huh. it, and I don't mean to minimize genocide. My daughter is Native American. I fully get all of that. It is a, It is pretty... Uh, crap, the origins of this holiday. However, the origins of this holiday is no longer what this holiday is about. This, um, um, another friend of mine on social media mentioned that American uh, citizens of the United States, it's hard to say Americans because more, there's more to North America than just the United States, but we as a country don't actually get that many holidays, uh, government-sanctioned holidays in comparison to other countries. Uh, we have we have very few quote unquote days off, and even the days off that are legal government holidays don't apply to most businesses. Even now, like when I was a kid, on Thanksgiving nothing was open, nothing. Like you were lucky to find a gas station, and now like the grocery store will be open until four. They're closing early, but they're still open, you know. Yeah. So. Um, the, the energy of this holiday has changed. Now it is like a time to take a break and take a moment and be with family. Uh, it is a moment to be grateful. It is a moment to have some gratitude. And um, I struggle with gratitude because it it seems too easy, and it's actually really not. It's really hard. Uh, and the more you do it, the bigger it gets, I guess, is the way of saying it. Mhm. Yeah, I know it's. Yeah. Um, it. I mean, it's not easy to say to someone, find gratitude in um, the loss of a loved one, or the loss of a job, or the you know the things that have devastated you in some form, um, and yet. We were, you know, and you mentioned this, and I think that, you know, we'll we'll probably weave it in and out, but um, the concept of the law of attraction and and the concepts of what have been reformulated, uh, because I don't think mm-hmm. this is something that is brand new. I think it just happens to have found a new way to be said, uh, but it's it's very difficult. But it is part of the um, for instance, you you have plants that are dying that have given you food, and you're grateful for yeah. the fact they gave you food, but they're dying. Um, 
so there's the, the contradiction of positive versus a negative. And we have a hard time finding that in our personal lives. And I think that's what this gratitude consciousness really is about. It's, you know, it's, it's panning for the gold. I mean, if you're going to use something that's more mm-hmm. physical for that. And uh, right. it's not always easy. So, you know, to find a technique that works for you as opposed to a general technique that a religion says or a belief system says it, you know, it becomes very personal and, um, yeah. Yeah. So I think that this is, you know, we are in a time, we are just ending the time of the harvesting and the, you know, the, the time of being grateful for all that has come in from what we would normally have done in the times of, um, agricultural times is, you know, the things that were grown and brought in and, and stuff like that. Um, appreciation. Yeah. And so it comes to, you know, putting it into action through prayer and ritual and speech. And, um, yeah. Yeah. So what are your thoughts on this? Just in general? Yes, or specific. I guess this is more. This is more a thought piece um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. show because I don't feel yeah. that. I mean, what spell can you do to show that you are grateful? <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah. there are yeah. many things that we could talk about minutia, but I think it's also the state of mind, body, and spirit that you do it in. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so for me, it's this is a it's there's like layers, and you know, I think at some point we'll probably talk a little bit about law of attraction in a little bit more detail because I I think that the gratitude practice is related to that, um, and mm-hmm. I am not like a LOA uh, subscriber. Like I, I it it's true, it works, and it's not like it's not. It's not what uh, capitalism would like it to be. <laughs> um, right, right. But but there was a time in my life, not that long ago really, where I was in a, a pretty bad depression and I couldn't figure my way out of it. Um, and I was really struggling. And I, I tried many things. Like it wasn't like a gratitude practice is not what solved my depression I was I started to see a therapist. I was put on antidepressants for a short while. Um, but also during that time, my mom suggested, well, why don't you get a gratitude journal and start writing, before you go to bed, write down five things that you're grateful for. And I was like, that's the dumbest thing ever. <laughs> like, that's so easy. It's so ridiculous. Like, that's not going to help me. But I'm desperate, and I'll try anything. So I did it, and it actually was very helpful. And I still I don't do it every day anymore, but I do it pretty frequently. Uh, but it's just to take a moment to recognize that I may not have everything I desire. All of my wishes may not have come true. There are plenty of places where I fail, where I struggle. There are plenty of places where life is really hard and challenging. But I have a lot to be grateful for too. I have, and there were days where, you know, the things that I wrote down were that I, I was grateful that I had a roof over my head and food in my belly. And sometimes I couldn't come up with much more than that. 
you know, there, and I wrote it actually there. I have my second book is coming out in July and it's called walking in beauty. And it's a lot about reconnecting to the, the world. And I talk about gratitude practice in the book and I share one of the journal entries <laughs> from my gratitude journal on one of my bad days. And I don't have it here in front of me, but it's something to the effect of, I am grateful for Netflix. I am grateful that I have electricity so I can watch Netflix. I am grateful that I have a couch that I can lay on so I can watch Netflix. Like I literally wrote Netflix in every, in all five (laughs) of the things I was grateful for that day because that was what I used to numb myself was just to lay on the couch all day and watch television. So, um, you know, giving yourself just a minute to go, okay, yes, everything is hard. Everything sucks. I'm in a really dark place, but what's one thing I'm grateful for? And I'm going to write that down because writing it down gives it a little bit more power than just thinking the random thought. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There you go. And that's probably um, why the written word, spoken word is powerful. Mm-hmm. But I think written word is also powerful, and that is because it does do that. It puts it in a physical form that can be referenced. And, yeah. um, you know, well, you know, and it's you know, when something happens in your life or life is, is hard, not necessarily, you know, most of the time when we're all happy and everything's going fine, we may say we're grateful. I mean, we may, you know, we yeah. may. Most of the time we don't. We just go about mm-hmm. our, you know, our wonderful life having a great time until it gets hard. <laughs> and then we suddenly have that part of it. So I think what I feel here is is that to be grateful every day is important in whatever form. And it's, um, I do a, a prayer in the morning, um, I don't know when I started this, but, you know, obviously it had to be, let's just put it this way, 13 years ago when I moved into the place I'm in, I must have started it somewhere around there because I've had an Mm -hmm. ancestor altar since then. And I basically have, it's not even a crystal crystal ball, it's it's a silicon crystal ball. And I use that as a focal point to hold and I, I speak my gratitude to my ancestors, and then I will find things. You know, if I need to ask them for something, I say, I'm grateful for your help. Um, then I can, you know, I will find things to say I'm gra- grateful for. And I've done this every morning, even if it's a short one, because before I take my dogs to walk. <laughs> so it's kind of like I do this, I walk the dogs, mm-hmm. and then I go off into my, my world thing. Um, because sometimes it has been hard, you know, um, to find that and to, to, to do that. And, you know, every time I thought I was going to be lost in the, in the, in the wilderness of disaster in my world, whatever it was, um, I'd be there and all of a sudden something would spark my memory of, I'm grateful for my daughter. I am grateful for mm-hmm. what I have. I'm grateful for this. And so it pulled, pulled me back into that part of it. And sometimes it's 
you know, the old saying, pray as if you already have it. So it means always say I'm grateful for it. Actually, those are some of the things that the Church of Religious Science, um, Mm -hmm. which has rebranded itself to the Center for Positive Spiritual Living, uh, is learning to be, the first thing you do is you you do your gratitude. And then yeah. you go to whatever you're you're going to do your affirmation on it. The only reason why I know that is because I went for many years after my husband died, and it was kind of like an anchor because he loved the church and he loved going there. And and I was I kind of used that as a way to bridge my gap of the loss of him. And yet I knew yeah. how the prayers would go. I knew how the affirmations would go. So it's it's very important you know to to show the appreciation and it's funny because i will even when you say thank you like there are days mm-hmm. when i walk into a, I, I start to walk into some place and there's a person and i'll hold the door open for them um, right yep because that is so important and it doesn't matter if it's a guy i mean i'll do it for guys all the time and they just kind of look <laughs> depending on their age um and I'll, you know, or I'll say thank you to someone who has done the same thing for me, or whatever it may be. And those those two words are very are that's part of the gratitude to say I'm grateful, to say thank you. You know, it's not please and thank you from our childhood times. It's more about that. Those words are gratitude. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, um, absolutely. Do you have any thoughts on, you know, like, is there something physical we could imbue in terms of that? I mean, do you have a specific idea of, a, of um, I know this is kind of magical in its own right, but um, plants or animals or um, stones or something that we, that somebody could, I know it, it's always personal, finding things, but that mm-hmm. would be something we could suggest as a, a as something they could physically use. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm a big fan of touchstones, right? So it doesn't necessarily, I mean, you could go and research like, Hey, what are, what are good crystals for gratitude? What are good crystals for thankfulness or whatever? And, and go and find one. But you could also just find a stone that you really find beautiful, especially if you find it. If you're out on the beach or you're out on a walk somewhere and you stumble across this stone, then you immediately have something to be grateful for. Like, wow, look at this thing I found. And then you can keep it on you as a way of tapping back into that feeling of gratitude. Um, I have a friend who carries a little pouch with them all the time. And they have like a dozen, maybe more, but last time I saw this, it was a while ago, last time I saw their little pouch. Uh, and I always thought to myself, someday that pouch is going to get too full of stones, and then what are they going to do? But they go, when they have a big moment, or when they see something magnificent, or when they've had a really sweet experience, they pick up a stone so that they can remember it, and they keep it in this little pouch. And then when they need to tap into that energy of gratitude, when they need to remember their blessings, they will pour the stones out and recount the memories of what those stones uh, mean to them. And I have always really liked that practice. So like, but like I said, I always imagine like at some point you're going to have too many stones or you're going to look at that green one and be like, what was this one for again? 
Maybe that's just me <laughs> because I have a crappy memory. Uh, but, you know, well, I think you can also, you can make anything hold that and be a touchstone mm-hmm. for that, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, make a piece of jewelry, um, something that means that sh- that has that energy in it, that you start to imbue further energy into it. Um, I know that we talk about talismans and amulets and, you know, all these wonderful things. Ultimately, it's something that means to you what gratitude and thankfulness is. Um, and it doesn't mm-hmm. have to be big or ostentatious. Um, it doesn't have to be a statue. It doesn't. It, it, it can be anything that has that, right. you know, and, and becomes part of your world because of that. So, um, you know, I, making it real in that way, making it have a, a sense of, like, as you say, touching it, that's important. It's, it's mm-hmm. as much as important as writing what you're grateful for. Or, I mean, I think now they do... Facebook has got these different things that have been going around, like, you know, um, beautiful photographs or different things. And I think there is one about gratitude or thankfulness or something of that nature where, you know, do 10 days of, do, you know, 100 pictures of or whatever. And um, it is a practice, whether it's a public practice or not. I don't know. I think I tend to be more private about it, I think, in terms of that. Yeah, I've noticed that on the Facebook threads that I have had with friends and, and family and associates, things like that. So um, how about we take a break? I mean, that way we can yeah. come back and talk about the law of attraction. Yeah, that'll be fun. Yeah. All right, we'll be back in just a minute. <laughs> okay, Doc. because I was actually talking about Netflix. It's very funny that you would be doing that. I mean, um, I was checking out something the other day and looking at Netflix and, you know, some of the older shows that they have that were very popular when we were younger. 
and you know some it was charmed for me it was I dream of genie and mm-hmm. you know bewitched and some of the more cute shows <laughs> yeah um, anyway um what do you want to describe what the law of attraction is since you actually mentioned that in our pre show conversation and I was yeah. like wow that's really bright I didn't think of that one yeah, and I can um, I can I can give like a generic description. So, and you know, if anyone's heard of the Secret, right, which was a huge thing when in the early two thousands, maybe is that when the Secret came out? I don't know. Uh, but the Secret was this huge thing, and it was like it sold millions of copies, and the woman who wrote it became freaking universally famous, and and basically the whole premise of the secret was the law of attraction, that the energy you put out is what's going to come back to you. So if you're constantly believing that you don't deserve to be loved, then you won't. If you're constantly, if you hold the belief that you're broken, you're poor, then you'll never be successful, then you won't be. It's self-fulfilling prophecy. And the more your uh, energy carries that negative, the more you're attracting that negative. So if you have a goal, if you want to be rich, if you want to be famous, if you want to fall in love and get married, then you just start living as if, which is another principle of law of attraction. There's actually a book that's called Living As If. You just start carrying that energy. I am wealthy. I am lovable. I am famous. Uh, And the more you put that energy out into the world, the more you will draw that energy to you. And that's a little bit what like a basic gratitude practice really is. It really is the law of attraction. The more grateful you are for what you have, the more you see what you should, you could be grateful for, the more you get to be grateful for. It's, it's again, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. Would you add anything to that? I mean, I I have more thoughts, but I can get a little bit snarky on the law of attraction topic. So I just want to make sure we say all the nice things first. The nice <laughs> things first. Well, yeah. I mean, actually, it's interesting. Catherine Abraham Hicks, and the reason why it's Abraham is because she channels the energy of Abraham, was the one that started putting out the law of attraction. And um, mm-hmm. that was sort of the the premise of it all, and then there are different things that she, you know, that came through and were put out into print eventually. But, um, yes, I, I, the, the, the gratitude is, oh, I'm grateful for being sick. No, it's I'm grateful that I'm right. still physically able to talk and walk or that I'm grateful that this was a good day I got up. You know, some people it's just mm-hmm. they got physically they woke up. Yeah. And it's yeah. very small. It isn't. It. I think we start thinking it has to be the big things. I'm grateful for that really great paycheck I got of ten thousand mm-hmm. dollars. No, I'm grateful that I have a paycheck. I'm grateful that I have a car that runs or that I can go to a job. Or you know, when I was, you know, it's funny. Um, when Matt died, I had to learn a whole other world. And I mean that literally. Um, Mm -hmm. And at the same time that I lost my husband, I lost the house that we were in because he 
his income was basically the the main support of it. And very shortly afterwards, I lost my corporate job. I was downsized. So obviously, the world about gratitude was going downhill as opposed to the idea of, you know, some stationary point of reference that I could build from. Um, and a friend of mine would tell me, you know, she's a fascinating lady. She's since passed on um, about getting out and, like, walk your dog and mm-hmm. be grateful that you can walk your dog. Be grateful, you know, yep. take a couple of bucks and have a cup of coffee or, you know, she was, you know, it's like the little small things that you can be grateful for. Yeah. Um, that yeah. And sometimes it has at, to be a small thing. Yeah. It has to be because yeah. that's the simple parts that we, we build on. And from there it's, you know, the gratitude of the ideas that I am coming up with. The gratitude, I am so grateful that all my, you know, that my world is opening up in whatever. And then you keep building, and the old saying is, you know, act as if. Yes, that's part of it. It does. It, that's a very old principle. But I think the, right. the concepts of the law of attraction, I mean, cause and effect, karma, you've you, you got to call it all in there. Um, it was reworked for the the, the, the mindset of where we are now um the bulk of us mm-hmm. and i think that was why it became so uh popular i mean anything will wind up becoming overused and um i don't know if the word is made fun of but realized as well yeah i'm grateful for what you know, and it's like, well, you know, I know that you had a bad relationship and she cheated on you and, you know, but what, what was it that you were grateful for all the time that you were with this person? What was it that made you happy about this person? Was it the sex? Was it the beauty of their smile? Was it their 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 ideas of, you know, something? Find that and say, I was grateful. I'm grateful for having had that in my life, for having that brought to me and build on it rather than the shit that happened to you. And that's really right. turning it around. Anyway, go for snarky, yeah. girl, darling. Go for snarky. Yeah. Sure. So I, I agree with a lot of the principles of it, and I don't agree with a lot of the principles of it. And I am a firm believer in the law of paradox, so both things can be true, and they can both be correct and accurate. Um, <laughs> uh, it's not – sometimes I think the way that people perceive it is, well, just change your thoughts, just change your mind, just think different, just, just be different. And that is not easy. Um, You know, if you are, if you're really struggling, if like you were, you know, sort of referring to illness, if you're really ill, if you're really struggling, if shit's really hard, it's not easy to just be like, well, I'm grateful to be alive because sometimes you're not, you know, and so it is, uh, and it is that argument too, like, well, I'm, I have, uh, for someone who has a serious terminal illness or like, you know, the, the way to turn that around is to be like, oh, so I brought this upon myself. If I had just thought positively or changed my thinking, I wouldn't be dealing with, you know, 
some sort of terrible disease. And no, that's, that's not how it works, right? Um, things still happen. Life still gets you. We have the environment that we live in that really, I mean, most of the things in our environment, from the furniture we sit on to the food we eat to the air we breathe, is slowly poisoning us, right? Uh, and life is in and of itself a death sentence. <laughs> we, we all will die. Um, so mm-hmm. our bodies will slowly break down and how they break down is different for every one of us. And all of the, I, uh, law, LOA, law of attraction thought, like I will live forever. I, I my body is in perfect condition. Nope. Sorry. That's not going to happen. You're not going to a law of attraction yourself into living forever and always being healthy the very nature of, of a body is to have illness and to break down. I mean, it, these are Buddhist precepts, right? So it's kind of interesting to look at some of these philosophical systems and how they, they deal with life very differently. Um, mm-hmm. So I think it is, it can like the, when my, so to go back to gratitude as a more generic idea for a second, when my mom first suggested to me to do a gratitude journal, my thought was that's so twee. Like that's so mm-hmm. simple and and white lighty and blech. Like that's not going to work, right? And I think sometimes law of attraction can be that way. It doesn't mean it doesn't work because it does. But if anything bad happens to you, it's not because you called that upon yourself. And it could also mean that you called it upon yourself. You know, if um, if you've ever hated a job, hated everything about it dreaded going to it every day you woke up and were like oh I'd rather do anything but go to this place and then your whole business gets laid off right did you call it upon yourself maybe did you manifest that yourself it's possible but the universe heard that you were miserable and gave you an opportunity to do something different and in the exact same breath You could think that for 50 years, wake up every morning, I hate my job, I hate doing this, I wish something else would happen, I want some other options in my life, and you start the job at 20, and you retire at 70, and you work every day feeling that same way. That happens too. So, you know, to think that that the law of attraction is just this one-size-fit-all, just do these things and think the right thoughts and you'll be good, that's really not how it works. But you can tap into it and utilize it. Uh, you can tap into it and use gratitude in conjunction with it and really see positive change. You do have to think yourself better than where you are. You, it, it helps to think yourself. And I, f- I feel like I'm like, I'm starting to get excited. So I'm jumping. My thoughts are moving faster than my mouth can move. But we also, this subject comes up a lot around money and wealth. Often, you know, a lot of attraction is used with money and wealth. And if you think yourself rich, you'll be rich. And that's, you know, if you think I'm rich, I'm wealthy, I have, I can live beyond my means or, or my means are so great. I can have a vacation home in Paris or whatever, but all you do is sit on the couch and watch Netflix. Like my gratitude journal suggests I do. I'm never going to be wealthy if I don't work for it. Right. So you can't just think yourself into a better life. But thinking yourself into a better life helps the flow of your actions be more smooth. It helps when you have a setback that it doesn't throw you completely into a tailspin. It helps keep you on track when it gets, when the going gets tough. 
Uh, so that's mm-hmm. where I think a gratitude practice, hand-in-hand uh, hand with law of attraction and sort of those things are helpful. Mm-hmm. Well, and, you know, it's interesting because um, to be grateful for obstacles that you have to overcome, if everything came easy to you, all right? And that's right. not to say that people don't have lives that are that way. They most of the time have this entitlement attitude, and that's a negative um, because things came easy, and it was just, you know, sometimes people, it, it's good to have things come easy in some ways, but really when you, when you have experienced something, even if it was tough, getting the interview that got you the job that, you know, I mean, that, then this is a job that may not be the ideal job, but started you on a path of a career that became, you know, wonderful. It's mm-hmm. still the overcoming of that obstacle. Be grateful for that obstacle that you, you, you were able to overcome. Um, children do that all the time. The obstacle to walk, the obstacle to, mm-hmm. to talk, there is so much intensity in that process that is amazing, and they don't—they're not in the mind of, well, this is an obstacle and it's just too hard for me to do. They want it, right. they do it, they, they achieve it, and they're not thinking gratitude about anything except that suddenly they can say a word and mom understands it's milk, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, that's when they go back to, I think, what is it, uh, the beginner's mind and childlike point of reference. It's not childish. It's a, it's that finding that that inner freshness that is part of what we do when we are when we suddenly realize, God, I am so grateful. Now, I'm going to be crass. I'm so grateful I had a really great shift. We don't think that every right. time we do it. But we sure right. as hell have a sense of, of like, ah, oh, you know, that's the kind of thing that moves people into different places. I'm, I use that because it's very primal. It is, it is something we all know what that feels like, and that's the feeling because it's from feeling that we go into action. Not just thinking. Yeah. Just as you say, we could think and be on the couch and never do anything. But then we get a feeling and then we need, then we make that action starts to come out of those that energy pattern. And that's what the law of attraction right. is about. That's what the gratitude practice is about. It's the yep. the mechanisms that move. So um I'm sure my father is going, by God, woman, don't you know how to talk to people in a more erudite way? And it's like, no, not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, well, it's true, though, you know, like, and, and uh, I mean, honestly, like, just to follow that track for a minute, for someone who's having serious health issues, what you just said could exactly be what they're grateful for. You know, it is the little things that add up to the big things. And, and, you know, again, going back to the beginning of our conversation, I woke up today. I was able to take a shower today. I was able to call my friend on the phone today. Those, for people who are fully healthy, 
and don't have chronic illness or anything like that going on in their lives, we take those things for granted. But for someone with chronic illness or someone with severe depression or anything else, those are huge wins. And those are still valid things to be grateful for, you know. And we all have hard days. And it is, it is on my hard days that I tend to go back to my gratitude practice because it's the hard days that I need the reminder of how many blessings I have, of how rich my life is, of how many amazing people I can depend on, because I can, I can take that for granted most days. Mm-hmm. Most days I just fly by and I do my thing and I'm busy and I get, I'm working and doing the thing and I don't think about anything because I'm in a good place. I'm not always in a good place. And it's, it's those moments where I need the reminder. And sometimes going back through my gratitude journal and seeing the things I've written, I can go, wow, like last fall was bad. I can tell when I was in a bad place because of like the very simple things I was grateful for. And sometimes I write hilarious things and I, it can cheer me up and make me laugh. You know, sometimes I can see how snarky or bratty I am. Uh, and so it can also serve as a future resource if, you know, starting a gratitude journal. A year from now, mm-hmm. look back at the things that you've written and see how far you've come or how much more you have to be grateful for or how much more you've accomplished. It's pretty fun. Right. It is. It is. And yeah. I tend, you know, the things that I tell people to let go of is like flushing stuff down the, the toilet. Um, the gratitude mm-hmm. are the things that you're thankful for, even if it's a simple thing of I am here today and I'm walking out of my bedroom towards the kitchen. You know, that I'm grateful for. Um, it's fascinating. Um, if you're around anyone that's, that's been very ill in one form or another, you know, it could be terminal or it could just be uh, – you know, a consistent autoimmune. Um, I have a very dear friend of mine who she has a lot of these things. And um, mm-hmm. she, the different things she does to bring herself into alignment. And recently she wound up pushing way too hard and, and wound up with uh, yeah. basically a cough and a cold. And so she said to me, um, she gave herself the time to to just basically stay in her room and sleep and get up and go to the bathroom but sleep and, you know, curl up and do that. And uh, this is a woman who will push herself just because she knows she has limitations and she will push beyond it. And um, I, I, I heard her say that and I was, I had to put a smile on my face because it was something that, it reminded me that if I need to do mm-hmm. that too, it's okay. But she did it so that she could feel better, and she did. Doesn't mean that her illness is yeah. going to go away immediately. But I think that's important too, right. is to to do that and be good about it, and to each day give yourself some kind of a, a you know stroke, even if it is a stroke on mm-hmm. your arm, to remind yourself of the gratitude of. I'm here, I may not be in the best space, but I'm here, and I can go farther. Right, right. So, yeah, so it's it's not the big things, really. It's the little things, and I think that's why we, you know, 
the law of attraction and all of that is it was it was big. It made it into a big thing, and I get it. It did. It really, the small thing. Yeah. It did. It really did. I I remember the movie that they put out on it, the the book, um, the whole mm-hmm. process, and uh, yeah, it's just it's small steps. It's baby steps. It's the little things that right. you know. When we, and I think remembering, <laughs> it isn't that it's the only thing, but for me. It's remembering the little things that when you have a child, the little things that were so big to to you and to them. And that's what it's like Mm -hmm. for us because, you know, it's the little things that make you smile, really. I mean, yeah, I got an award and I've got, you know, I got an Academy Award, yeah. But, you know, that little award you got back that was a little itty medallion that kind of was like, you know, just one of those clay things that you got in school, that may have more meaning because that was big then even though right. our ego thinks of the Oscar as like, yeah, wow. Um, mm-hmm. So anyway, that's my thoughts on gratitude and the, and the process of it. And, um, yeah, I have to find days every day. There's importance for me to find something that I'm grateful for, even if yeah. I get frustrated during the day and, and I want to just go, ah, um, Recentering myself, I think, is what it is for that moment. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, it's helpful. Uh, yeah, it is. It is. And, uh, you know, different things. I wouldn't, you know, sometimes I do it just like you do. I, I write it on a piece, on, in a journal or I um, touch the stone that I have up on my altar for the ancestors or something of this nature. It's always something I have to, um, I think it's physical. It has to be physical. Mm-hmm. It's, it's because we're physical beings and we can think a lot of shitty things and we can, you know, feel right. a lot of shitty things. <laughs> but if there's something physical yep. we can do, that tends to mean something of deeper value. Yeah. Even if it's small, but um, absolutely, yeah. So it's it's a it's a it's not just a very simple practice, and yet it is simple. I guess is. is. Mhm. Yeah. So and this time, yeah. yeah, we just we spend time remembering. This is the time of gratitude. Just like coming up, we will have you know Yule. We will have. Christmas, we will have Hanukkah, we will have all of the, you know, Kwanzaa, we will have times to remember the, the the shortening of the year, the lengthening of the night, and then the change of things growing and, and returning and, you know, whether we say goodwill to, you know, I will say goodwill to humans as opposed to just goodwill to mankind, because that's kind of one-sided, Um it is a time of remembering to remember that to be more aware. Right. So absolutely. You know, yes, we want it all year round, and we'd like everybody to be thinking of these things all year round and be aware and in touch with that. Um, but just like you said before, you get your day going, you get your life going, and and it doesn't if it's going in the direction that feels good, you spend less time on the other things. But 
Yeah. I don't think that's bad. I think that that means that you're adding to the flow of that energy that's positive. And I think yeah, that absolutely. Too. Yeah. So, but I think we're at our well, almost at our note, time. I mean, <laughs> yes, we are. Yes, yeah. and so we will be. Actually, if I am not mistaken, we will be doing a, a pre-record that we will set up for <laughs> Black Friday. <laughs> yes, and next week we'll have an episode all about the Norse goddess Frigga, and it will be at our regular time. And um, yeah, and it'll be just after Thanksgiving. So in the meantime, hope you have a nice holiday. Definitely. Enjoy, enjoy. Take care. Yeah. All right. Talk to you later. All right. right. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to The Witch, The Priestess, and The Cauldron, a radio podcast on the LMC Radio Network. Our podcast airs live every Friday at 6 p.m. Pacific and will be available for download. Questions or comments on this show or ideas for upcoming shows can be sent to our website, and that's at www.witchpriestesscauldron.com. Again, that's witchpriestesscauldron.com. On behalf of Elvira, Phoenix, Alan, and myself, Leon Raven, a big merry meet and merry part and merry meet again. Blessed be.